Hey, saints and friends, it's Christy, and welcome to the Preach Girl Podcast. Listen, today is the second part of the message, Look Up. It is a message that I preached a few years back at the Potter's House Church of Denver, and I played the first part of it yesterday. So if you didn't catch that one, you want to stop this recording right now and go back one podcast to podcast number 11 and catch the first part of this message. But before I jump into episode 12, the second part of Look Up, I just wanted to tell you real quickly about Preach Girl eight-week course that I have that I personally teach online. It's designed for women. Listen, ladies, I have been teaching Preach Girl the eight-week course for two cycles now. So we've had several women go through the course and it has been just such a tremendous blessing to me, to them. The feedback I've been getting is just incredible. And you know, when I first designed Preach Girl, I felt the Lord was calling me to help encourage and teach um, women and empower them to structure messages and to learn how to study the Bible and uh, think themselves through writing a message, hearing from the Holy Spirit, putting together a structured message and delivering it with power. But another thing that I realize is happening is there's just really a bond between me and the ladies that are involved in Preach Girl. It's it's a place where we pray together, we encourage each other, and we are learning so much. And I want to read just a review from a testimonial, really, from one of the ladies who just recently graduated from the Preach Girl course. From Robin Eldridge, she wrote, This course has absolutely taught me some incredible skills around preaching and also speaking in a business setting. The fine nuances of taking a pause were worth the price of the course alone. Thank you, Christy Miranda, for the investment you made in each of us, the approachable format and the genuineness in your delivery. Listen, if you haven't gotten involved in the Preach Girl course, I encourage you to do it. And because you're a podcast listener, I have a special discount code for you. If you go to preachgirl.org and you register for the Preach Girl course, um, put in PREACH20 at checkout and it'll take $20 off of the cost of registration. So y'all... Listen, girl, you know you want to do it. We start the next course March 5th. We start March 5th, and it is just going to be tremendous. So if you have any questions, please let me know. Reach out to me on social media, through the preachgirl.org website, in any way that you can. And I'm happy, happy, happy to answer any questions you have. My goal is to encourage you, empower you, and equip you to step into what God has called you to do. All right, without any further hesitation, let's jump in to the ending part, the second half of Look Up. God bless. Y'all might be more more spiritual than me. You probably didn't think that. That's just how I think. So I had to start looking into it. And the word banner comes from the root word that indicates a pole. A pole, really, that's a really big deal, right? A pole, or another word for it is a standard. It is to be raised high. Another, another definition is to be conspicuous. To be conspicuous. That means it's intended to be seen. <laughs> the banner of God is intended to be seen. It is not to be hidden. It is not to be ashamed of. It is not to be small. It is conspicuous. And it is intended to be seen because it declares who is coming. Yeah. Woo! It tell everybody who's coming. A banner will tell you, there are a couple of 
primary purposes for a banner. The first primary purpose for a banner is identification. Identification. It, it identifies you as who you belong to. It tells everybody who you belong to. And I was in marching band in high school. Yes, I was in marching band for one whopping year of my life. I played the clarinet in our high school marching band. And out of 10 clarinets, I was probably the ninth chair. And that was only probably because the 10th chair person didn't show up for the test. I was not the best clarinetist or whatever you call them. And so in the marching band at the high school, we all had to wear these awful wool uniforms and they were itchy and they were gross. I say they were gross because who knows if it was in the school budget to have them cleaned year after year. They were gross and they were itchy. They were hot and they were wool, but we all had to wear them because they identified us as who we belong to. And they were unflattering for a girl that's five foot one and slightly chubby. It was just not a good look for me, okay? It was worse for my brother because my older brother was the drum major for a while and we wore black uniforms, but his was white and his was a white uniform. And they had those, you know those tall marching band hats? And then the, the drum major, there's a really tall. And so it was this really tall, fuzzy white hat. I was like, oh, you are a giant Q-tip. So it was just not a, not a good look. But besides the fact that I am not a stellar clarinet player, our band had a history of winning. See, we won state championships like 10 years running to the point that they called us that liberal band. Like, I'm not kidding you. They would print it and it would be, the word that would be in these big capital font and it would have these, you know, quotation marks. That liberal band. We were bad. I'm telling you what, when we marched at football games or at a parade or at a competition, our banner was carried in front of us before the flag girls, before the, before the drum major, the giant Q-tip, before any of those people, the banner went in front of us to identify us as belonging to that liberal band, the best, the most winning band in our division. No one cared about the ninth chair clarinet player in the itchy wool uniform having musical defects. They just knew that when they saw that banner, they expected greatness. They just knew when they saw that banner coming down the road, we got a good band coming this way. That's that liberal band. And when the competition saw us, we struck fear into their hearts. <laughs> It showed that who we belonged to, they identified us not as individuals with our own issues, but as belonging to the best marching band in the tri-state area. The people of Israel had been captive for 400 years. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around that kind of a time period. And aside from stories and scriptures and songs and maybe some folklore that had been passed down for so many generations, so long we're supposed to be waiting for this redeemer and deliverer. So long. Besides, besides maybe just hearing some of that, they had been in Egypt. They'd been exposed to Egyptian culture. They had been exposed to Egyptian food. They had been exposed to Egyptian gods. And quite possibly, they had lost their identity. So in this moment, in Exodus chapter 17, then when God, Jehovah, reveals himself as their banner, he is establishing their identity in him. They are, he is saying, you belong and you belong to me. You belong and you belong.
belong to Jehovah. I am putting my name across you. I am your banner. And it shows who you are identified with. Woo. And it's so powerful because later in Numbers chapter 2, um, God commands Jacob's sons to divide into 12 tribes. This is later on in history that they divide into 12 tribes. And each tribe was identified by their banner. All 12 tribes have a different banner, and they marched under those banners. They pitched their tents under those banners. They set up camp under those banners. They put their families under those banners. They stood under those banners. But, but the thing is, before each tribe or any family could find their own identity, back in Exodus, Jehovah had to establish that he identified them as belonging to him. See, if you want to know who you are, you've got to find out who you belong to. If you want to know who you are, you've got to find out who you belong to. You will never know who you are if you cannot identify who you belong to. Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, who do men say that I am? And they say, some say you're this, and some say you're that, and some say you're this. Who do you say that I am? And then Peter says, Simon Peter says, but he says, you are the Christ. big moment. It's a big moment. A big moment. And then Jesus looks at him and he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who was in heaven. And on this rock of this revelation, I will establish my church. Peter couldn't know his purpose. Peter couldn't know what he was made for. Peter couldn't know his destiny until he recognized who Jesus was. If you want to know your importance in this earth, if you want to know what you were born to do, if you want to know where you belong, you have to understand that you belong to Jehovah Nisi. It identifies you as belonging to him. Another purpose of a banner, it establishes possession. It establishes possession. By revealing himself as our banner, God has said, I stake my claim on these people and everything that concerns them. I stake my claim. Stake my claim. It's, it's one of those funny terms we don't use a lot anymore. But back in the late 1800s, um, you know, my part of the country, I'm from Kansas. Everybody knows that. I'm from southwest Kansas, five miles north of the Oklahoma state border. So growing up, I had to learn Oklahoma history. And I found out that in the late 1800s, um, there was this, this land that is now Oklahoma that was unclaimed land. It was no man's land. And so the president at the time, he set a date that anybody who wanted portions of this unclaimed land could claim it for free. It was called the land rush. And each family or each person that wanted land was given a flag or a banner. They were given a flag or a banner. And at, at the sound of the cannon, they charged ahead to claim their land, to claim their territory. They would go as fast as they could. Some of them in those, those um, horse, horse buggies, that we call them schooners where I'm from, the Sooner Schooners. And they would ride as fast as they could. Some of them on horseback, some of them running on feet. As soon as that cannon blasted, they took off to go claim a piece of land. They ran as fast as they could. They and then they would plunge that banner into the ground. Yeah, this is mine. <laughs> they claimed their territory. A another purpose of a banner is to claim possession. Jehovah has claimed you as his. He said, I pick you. I pick you. I choose you. You're the one I want. You, 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 with all your 
hang-ups and all your mess-ups. You're the one I want. Oh, you, 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 you. I choose you. I stick my claim in you and everything that concerns you and everything around you and everybody connected to you. I stake my claim. I am, you belong to me. I now possess you. I have staken my claim in you. You are mine. Woo! I'm telling you what, when Jehovah takes you as his possession, he takes good care of his stuff. You cost him way too much. You cost the blood of Jesus. He takes good care of what he has possession of. And he has possession of us. He has claimed us. We are the apple of his eye. We are his prized possession. And God takes care of what belongs to him. In a war, the first thing that happens when an invading army takes possession of a land, <laughs> they hang their banners. When, 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 a winning, when a winning army takes possession of a land, they strip the old banners and they hang the winning banners as a sign to everybody, we run this joint right here. This is ours. It might have been theirs. We took it over. We snatched it away from them. We have taken down their banners, a failure, and we have hung our banners as the victor. Let me tell you, when Jehovah Nisi becomes your banner, he strips the losing banner off of your life. He takes down the banner of failure. He takes down the banner of loss. He takes down the banner of not enough. He takes down the banner of critical thinking. He takes down the banner of other people's opinion. And he hangs the banner of victory over you. Jehovah He is Jehovah Hallelujah. The third and the last uh, purpose of a banner that I'm going to talk about tonight is celebration. <laughs> Banners are used in celebration. Oh my God. Can't nobody throw a party like God can. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm a pretty good mama and I will celebrate my little girl seven ways from Sunday. I'm telling you what she can. I learned how to write my name. I'll get balloons for the thing. I will celebrate her at every step. Don't you know, if I'm that way with my little girl, how much more God celebrates you? How much he looks down on you whenever you have a winning moment because that's my baby. That's my baby. Look at him go. Look at her go. He celebrates you. He, say, he feeds us from his table. Song of Solomon tells us he has brought us to his banqueting table. And his banner over us is love. But I am also reminded of Psalm 23. Where he says that he will prepare a table. Ha ha! I will prepare a table before in the presence of your enemies. Jehovah Nisi will celebrate you in such a way that he will prepare a banqueting table feast for you and make your enemies watch you enjoy the meal. you right in the middle of the haters right in the middle of the situation he prepares your table Jehovah Nisi will celebrate you when the victors would come back when they would get home when they would come home from battle the banners would lead the way the banners would lead the way into battle but the banners would lead the way home 
the banners would lead the way home. The banners would lead out in front of the celebration. Oh my goodness. There would be music and there would be dancing and there would be tambourines and there would be singing and there would be excitement and there would be merriment and there would be food and there would be rejoicing and there would be shouting and there would be victory, 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 victory because the banners are leading them home. God can celebrate a thing. He will celebrate you. Exodus chapter 17 and verse 7. They asked, is the Lord with us or not? Is he with us or not? And then they find out in Exodus 17, 15, when the Lord Jehovah is revealed as our banner, that he indeed is with us. That he indeed is for us. That he indeed is on our side. That he will never leave us. And he will never forsake us. When they asked, is he with us or not? Just a few verses later, God said, I am Jehovah Nisi. I am your banner. I am your fulfillment. I am the one that will take care of you. I am the one that will possess you. I am the one that will wave over you. I am your banner. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah my banner, my banner, my banner, my banner, hallelujah, somebody shout. He's our banner of victory, he's our banner of victory, he's our banner of victory. I wonder, I wonder, when Moses made that altar, when Moses made that altar, I wonder in my mind, in my sanctified imagination, I wonder, you know, they probably, an altar would, you know, make a sacrifice and then a worship. But then I also wonder what it sounded like when they realized for the very first time in 400 years, they had had a victory. For the very first time in 400 years, they had won a thing for the very first time. I wonder if it sounded kind of like, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? If our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? If our God is with us, then what could stand against us? Yes! Somebody shout! If Jehovah is your banner, shout now! Hallelujah! 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 And as the soldiers, many soldiers have said through the years that we're in the heat of a battle. When the, when the battles are flying all around you. If they could just look up. If they could just look up. If they could just look up. The Israelites are in the battle. If they could just look up. See Moses' rod. They were still in the thing. I wonder if anybody here tonight has been through a battle. If you'll just look up, you will see Jehovah Nisi, his banner over you. He's your victory. He is your shout. He is the one 
just look up when you're walking onto the job interview Jehovah Nisi look up he's going before you when you're going to the court case Jehovah Nisi look up he goes before you when there's trouble in your marriage Jehovah Nisi look up look up look up look up there's victory Say it with me. Come on, you gotta get this in you. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand? Because if our God is for us, then what could stand against you? If your God is for you, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? worship you Jehovah we worship you great King you are a banner of victory you are a banner of victory hallelujah father in the name of Jesus I pray over our people tonight that they would tonight find their identity smack tab in the middle of Jehovah Nisi that we belong to you that you have possessed us that you celebrate us, that you never leave us, and that you always go before us. In the matchless name of Jesus, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Nisi. I really hope that you enjoyed this message, Look Up. I hope that you were encouraged and inspired by it. I hope that you understand that no matter what you're facing today, no matter the situation, no matter how hard it may be, no matter how dark the night, no matter how bleak the, the perspective outcome, that Jehovah Nisi, God, your banner is before you. He is your banner of victory right where you are today, in your car, on a treadmill, putting your makeup on, going throughout your day, whatever you're doing, listening to this podcast. He is right there with you. And I want you to be encouraged to know that the presence of Almighty God is with you. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you've been away from Him for a while and you, you know that it's been a little bit since you've talked to Him. I want to encourage you today. If you haven't ever made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I encourage you today to take that bold step. To say, God, I, I've tried to do this without you. I've, I've been making a mess of this whole thing. And I need you, Jesus. I, I need you in my life. I want to just lead you in a simple prayer. It's not hard. It's not scary. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's just basically saying, you know, I'm, I'm tired of being in charge of my life. I'm not doing a very good job with it. And, and God, I need your help. I need your strength. And, and I'm asking you to come into my life today. I'm asking you, God, to take down those banners of defeat and to put up the banners of victory, the banners of victory that only come when we are in your kingdom, when we are serving in your kingdom. So if you haven't ever made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I'm going to encourage you now, just go ahead and say this prayer with me. Dear Heavenly Father, 
I admit to you that I am a sinner. And God, I know that you have already provided the solution and everything that I need for salvation through the cross. I know that only Jesus can save me and restore my relationship with you, God. And I repent now of my sin. I turn away from my sin. I repent and I turn away and I commit my life to you, Jesus. I'm asking for you to save me and to wash away my sin with your holy blood. Lord, I proclaim that God is my father and Jesus, you are my savior and Holy Spirit, you are my comforter. And I thank you for it now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Listen, thank you so much for being here on the Preach Girl podcast today. And if this was your very first time to pray the prayer of salvation, or maybe, um, you know, you've been away from the Lord and you decided to make a rededication today, I would like completely love to know that. I would love to hear from you. So if you wouldn't mind, send me a message through Facebook or through Instagram. You can hit me up at preachgirl.org and send me a message that way. But man, I would love to know and I would love to be able to encourage you further in your walk with Christ. Until next time, I will see y'all later. Keep shining and preach, girl.